Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And it's with good morning, about five or six days from the, the end of the season to the Jack Jumpers head coach, Scott Roth. Good morning, coach. How's everything? Very well, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. You've now had five or six days to reflect. Um, what what does Scott Roth think about when he sort of going to be? I know you you switch off pretty well. You've told us that before, but what's your reflections on the year and 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 how things panned out at the end? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really. Um, I even got to that point to be quite honest with you. We are just finishing up this week exit interviews and. You know, it'll take me a few months just to step back and uh, really think about everything that's transpired. But, you know, my initial thoughts are obviously, um, you know, in some ways I thought this year was better than last year uh, just because, um, you know, everyone thought last year was a Cinderella story and that it couldn't be duplicated. You couldn't come back to what you were doing and and have the same similar kind of results. And so uh, the fortitude and, you know, the relentlessness of our group this year was just I thought outstanding. Uh, you know, you're five minutes away from going back to the grand finals again. Um, we want to play in game. We've had a lot of positives. Milt Doyle, our first uh, first team all uh, NBL selection for the first time in the history of the Jack Jumpers. So there's just a lot of positives that have transpired. Um, but the big thing for me really is I didn't come here to come in fourth. And um, yes. we will continue to drive this brand as hard as we can, um, as long as we can, as long as I'm here. And we're back to work here, and I'll start traveling up uh, north and connecting the state and, and being where I need to be uh, for the next four or five weeks uh, to continue to build this brand. And, and we're, we're just not satisfied with fourth. It's, it's, it's obviously a great accomplishment, but uh, internally, it's not good enough. Yeah, they're good words. And the words we like to hear because it has been an outstanding success. I think at the start of the season, um, all the pundits, the NBL pundits, the, the tipsters. I, I brought up a thing on the last broadcast for the last home game against New Zealand uh, a week and a half ago that out of the 10 writers and scribes, one of them had the Jack Jumpers finishing six. The rest of them were bottom three. Um, so you certainly overachieved from the other people's eyes. New Zealand, as we look at the year, and I was lucky enough to, to see three or four of those games live, they... They just had the, they just had your number, didn't they? And I mean, that's the frank conversation. They just over the whole period, they just were a little bit better. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, you know, uh, we obviously played them quite a bit this year, and we had uh, two or three games that came down to the last quarter of the last two or three minutes of those quarters in the fourth to you know either win or lose. And and uh, in general, when you know when you have those long of a series, and and one team is. Winning more than the other, it's, it's quite obvious. Uh, Sydney's in the same boat. They're both better than us uh, just in general. We, you know, there's nights where we can beat them and we have to play at a very high level, but uh, they're good. And you give credit to that. And, and then you also try to, you know, see how we can improve in areas to um, compete with those teams or to get in some kind of level that we think uh, will bring us a championship. Scotty, at what point does the Cinderella story, the fairy tale, narrative 
annoy you? Like, does that does that become a problem for you in terms of being able to achieve? You know, so for for as long as the public are celebrating a, a fourth place finish and another finals entry and uh, winning a playing game, all terrific. But internally, there's obviously this huge drive to to win a championship. Is is that a problem? Do you think for your actual growth uh, as a team? Uh, not at all, because I'll quickly, you know, as the more I get on the air over the next X amount of weeks, uh, squash some of that uh, um, talk. You know, last year was not a, a Cinderella story. We won 15 of our uh, last 20 games, and we won them. We didn't win them by the buzzer. We didn't creep in. We didn't. We beat teams. And the Cinderella story last year was that the, that last two weeks of the season, some teams lost. So we did our part, and then this year, um, to me, we flipped the page right away, and that story is over with to me, and you you just move on. And again, internally, um, we we are here to win a championship and put the best product out on the floor, and that's not always going to happen. But I think the thing to celebrate, really, for me, and I take personal kind of pride in, is the fact that when I first got here, they said you could never connect this state; it's it's divided in half. Um, you're just not going to be able to have a team for all of all of Tasmania. Um, and I think that's what really everyone really, for me, that I've been talking with and, and always around town, celebrate the fact that this is their team. This is a state team. This is something that they're all rallying around from wherever we go. And I think they, they're quite proud of the fact that there's something now that they can really um, aspire to and see and enjoy watching. And, and that really, to me, is the celebration of, of what we tried to do. The winning part um, is helpful. But I think just the grit and grind of how we play and defend the island um, has resonated with Tasmanians. And I don't want them to be satisfied with us either. Um, the pat on the back is nice. But we are here, as long as I'm here, um, to try to do bigger and better things. Scotty, you may have seen uh, yesterday Gil McLaughlin, the AFL CEO, was in town. And a, a lot of talk about the potential of a, of a Tasmanian team entering the AFL with a 19th licence. There was a quote from, from his talk uh, that, that, that caught my eye, and he said uh, from yesterday there will be a footy in every hand, a footy in every home in terms of um, the Tasmanian landscape. I did laugh at that because as it currently stands, there's a, there's a basketball in every hand and a basketball in every True. home, which kind of speaks to, to, to your point about being able to, to connect the state, and uh, you have been able to achieve that, which is truly extraordinary. Um, and in my opinion, the AFL have completely missed the boat. But moving forward, what what makes you a better team than New Zealand and Sydney? If you you know, is it is it an additional player? Is it internal improvement? Yeah, when I put the team together, obviously when free agency started, there are the only players that you can pick from. It's not like I think people have this idea that when I put the team together, I had the whole league to pick from. Yes. There's only X amount of players there that I could pick from and, and, and start to put this team together and as we go through contract situations and stuff, we'll obviously be adding players and, and losing players, unfortunately. And we'll just try to continue to increase uh, our overall talent, our overall size, our overall athletic ability as best we can. Um, it's not an easy uh, solution other than a little patience to go through because there might be a free agent that you're really targeting and he's a year away. Um, and so those types of things you just have to be patient through and you have to have a little luck and and um, you have to have great ownership in order to uh, accomplish some of those things. But I think for us, just in general, I'm very big about consistency and bringing most of these guys back and trying to keep the same unit together. I think it has proven itself in the long run haul that um, the characterness of our guys is is one of our driving forces. It, it is a team, and it's um, built in that way. And 
we'll try to get as many guys back as we can, and then we'll try to incrementally get a little bigger, a little faster, a little stronger uh, in areas if we can. Uh, before um, the awful, oh, as the awful injury happened with Josh Majed, of course, it was such a nasty one. And I, I did make the comment on radio um, to the next game that I thought maybe, or thought you could cover him in the sense that the development of, of McDonald, um, Isaac White coming along, etc. I've got to say, I've, as the, the tournament went on against New Zealand, I probably misjudged that a little bit in the sense that, um, you yeah, go on, please. Yeah, no, no. I think uh, one, uh, everyone, including myself, when we went into the Cairns game for the playing game, none of us had any idea what would transpire. It was the first time yes. ever that we had played without Josh. And so, again, it was just great credit to our team to go on to a, into the road, into that kind of environment, uh, without your starting point guard, and win. And then we beat New Zealand again at home in the second yeah. game without him. So, uh, it was just the resilience of the group and you know, listen, he's obviously been a huge part of what we've done here the last two years, yep. but it's always been the next man mentality up. You know, I think people forget that last year when the season started, uh, our plan was to have Will Magnet be playing 20, 25 minutes a game and lead us all the way to the grand finals. Actually fab did that. Um, yeah, that's right. And so, and so there's, there's this, this mentality within our team and, and our growth of our team that you just go out there and work your minutes and do your job um, and defend the island. And that's kind of what we hang our hat on here. And, and um, yes, it would be great to have Jet back and, and, and be in that position. And I know he's you know, heartbroken not to be able to play in that game, but I give great credit to our guys to, um, in a short amount of time, try to navigate that situation of not playing with him. Tell us about Milton Doyle. Um, you touched on a fabulously year, the, the all-star um, selection, of course. Um, he was... Terrific and right through the year. It did seem um, almost towards the back end of the semifinals against New Zealand that they targeted him so much and it was very difficult to have that, perhaps that second or third option. McVeigh was terrific, of course. Um, I would imagine that you will be doing everything in your powers to make sure that Doyle's with Tasmania for the coming years, if possible. Yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic player, obviously. Um, but again, more important to me is an incredible human being and his family is um you know integrated into hobart grade and he fixed our culture perfectly of who he is as a person and uh we, you know we've been in contract negotiations with him for the last four to six weeks and we're hoping to get some news here uh sooner than later on him but he's obviously someone that we definitely want back and uh hopefully uh, we'll have some good news at some point or another but um when you have those kind of years as teams did last year you lose players. <laughs> yes. There's bigger markets than Australia. Mm, absolutely. And sometimes it's money over um, lifestyle. And those are the things you have to navigate uh, when you have really a condensed season of six or seven months and, and the money's not quite the same that it is in Europe. And all those teams, um, you're navigating that when uh, an import comes in and has a really good season. So uh, we're working on it. Uh, we've been doing this behind the scenes for a little while with him and hopefully he can get it across the line. Well, Coach Roth, we've thoroughly enjoyed the season again. Um, not the championship that everybody's looking for, but as you so rightly put out, they were five minutes away from a, another opportunity. It's been a, a whirlwind um, two years, and it's been so exciting to be a part of it here at SCN and broadcasting the games to everybody. And we wish you well. It's a, it's a busy period now for you, isn't it? It's a, the next month yeah. you've got negotiations. We, you know, you can't keep everybody. 
there's some yep. work to be done now for you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm currently, you know, getting ready at 8 o'clock today to finish up our exit meetings that have transpired this week with our players. So we have three or four more players to come through this morning to do our exit meetings with them. Uh, we'll have our MVP dinner tomorrow. Uh, we'll regroup next week, and then we'll start to focus on uh, the MBL free agency, which will start probably in about two and a half weeks. So uh, it's a busy time. Um, the good news is this year there's not the stress of everything being pushed back and then – all of a sudden, you got to be right back, and you're, you're doing your job. And so there was a much of a, a hustle to try to get our team re re uh, signed up and everything. And so we can be a little more patient this year with the time frame of being back on a normal schedule. But this next month will be uh, uh, busy for us. Scott Roth, thanks thanks so much for joining us on SEM Breakfast. Great great to have you with us, man. And we look forward to catching up over the off season at some stage. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Scotty. Great to have Scott Roth. What a legend. Oh, that's he's, cool, isn't he's, it? Um, he's good. And so honest. I, I, I really, yeah. if I was him, the, the the fairy tale narrative would have been great in year one. Yeah. Um, you know, the first year team, yeah. you know, entry into the league, no one expected them to do any good. Yes. They exceeded it. It amazing. was amazing. Made the finals. It was competitive. Year two comes around. You'd want to pump that to the side. And, that, and, and that's, that's difficult to control the public narrative because... It is amazing for us. Yes. You know, it's been phenomenal. But, um, you know, a, a, amazing to hear, you know, some insight around internally yes. um, that it is seen as a failed season. Yep. You know, which, yep. which, which, which realistically it has to be. Oh, let's go to a break, Barley. Kenzie's coming up shortly. So much sport to talk around. We've got a packed show this morning. Let's go to a break and catch up with Barley Kenzie from Win News after this.